weekday mornings at 9 on Channel 5. Welcome in to the Morning Sports Desk on a Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Ah, yeah, it sure is. It's not quite a Taco Tuesday, but, uh, you know, Taco Bell is uh, owned by the Yum Corporation. You know, the same corporation that owns Pizza Hut. Also owns uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh. Uh, by the way. So have you ever, you ever see they have those, uh, sometimes they have them together. It's like a KFC and a Taco Bell. Yes, of Like course. it's the same one. Uh, you imagine the bathrooms in those places? I don't like to think about things. I, I, uh, I don't like to think about anything, good or bad. I'm here for, uh, I'm here for, uh, original recipe and or chicken quesadilla. I mean, why not both? Maybe, and sometimes both. Sometimes both. Well, how about- Brings a whole new meaning to Baja Blast. (laughs) Ah. Yes, CJ. Anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> well, since we're on the topic of KFC, uh, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, are you still uh, are you still getting your bid together to uh, purchase Colonel Sanders' home? Um, yeah, yeah. I just need to talk to a few investors. Yeah, you're getting it all together. Uh, what's you know you gotta you gotta put your get your ducks in a row. Yeah, we got to get the new Hubbard Radio Wadena Broadcasting Center from Shelbyville, Kentucky. Up and running. Shelbyville. Shelbyville, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken is testing out chicken nuggets, by the way. I'm in. I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? I, I feel like we need to do a ranking of chicken nuggets. Fast That's, food chicken nuggets. Yeah, if you go to the Superstation Facebook page, by the way, you have our uh, Monday Madness Bracket Challenge. Yeah. Uh, we talked about sauces, condiments yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, I think chi- I think ranking chicken nuggets has to be... Has to be on there at some point. That's got to make an appearance. Oh, we could even we could even do like a taste test of them. You know, oh, that sounds that would, good. That would be good. So, um, I was looking through the sports this morning. Yeah, and I saw this is not on the list, by the way. <laughs> okay, I I saw the Vikings rookies report early next week. Uh huh. Training camp starts next week for the Vikings. Yes, sir. It does. Some teams report to training camp like yesterday. And I bring all of that up to say. Dan sent me a photo this morning. Okay. And it is the best player at each jersey number of all time. Oh. Okay. Okay. This is really good. It's numbers one through double zero. So, and it goes right from 99 to double zero. Apparently, there's never been a number zero. But there's been a double zero. But there has been a double zero. Interesting. Well, and it's fitting that it's on a Twins Tuesday. You would be excited, I think, to note that there are six Vikings who made the list. Interesting. Six Vikings. That's actually a lot. It is a lot. Um, it's very good. Uh, wearing number 10? Fran Tarkinson, obviously. Fran Tarkinson. Do you, th- do you think uh, Brad Johnson? Brad Johnson was 12, right? 13? I can't remember. Uh, Brad Johnson, I believe, was number 12. Number 12? You think he got it there? No, I don't think he made it. As a matter of fact, when I saw this list, I was like, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers doesn't even make the list. Ha, what a loser. Ha, dork. Ha. Um, we jumped then all the way to number 53. Okay. Can, do you know? 53. Is that, uh, is, I, I don't know. It's Fran Tarkington's center. 
Oh, was it Mick Tinglehoff? It was Mick Tinglehoff. I was going to guess yes. that, and I felt like, no, that's probably not true. No, that was, that's correct. Mick that, Tinglehoff, name the another, best name for a center ever. Name another Vikings number 53. You can't do it. It I mean, could have only been Mick Tinglehoff. you got to trust your gut, man. I mean, yeah. Let's stay on the offensive line, shall we? Okay. Number 64. Ooh, uh, I'll give you a hint. He had a weird three-point stance. I I won't keep. Randall McDaniel. Oh yeah, Hall of Famer. Yep. Then we jump just a few numbers up to number sixty-nine, who of course was Jared Allen. Then we move to number eighty-four, who of course was Randy Moss, and number ninety-three. Number ninety-three is that Eller? Was that the no? No, no Eller. No Eller. I'll give you a hint. I kind of already said 80. his name. Yeah, John Randall was. John that. Randall was number nine. The Purple People Eaters all run together in my mind. Yeah, and I believe he was because Eller was like eighty three or something. Right? Yeah, he was then in Page the was eighty eight. Yeah, yeah, they were they were all kind of weird. Those numbers were weird back then. Any number that you uh, care would care to know about? I don't. I can't tell you that I can think of everybody's first name when I see this. It's just like the back of the jersey. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess number four is Favre, right? Number four is Brett Favre. That's exactly right. Is that Vikings Brett Favre? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no Vikings Brett it's Favre. Still, it still brings me much joy that when the pa- uh, that when Roger or uh, with that when Favre was put in the Hall of Fame. Uh, they had a Packers jersey and a Vikings jersey in there, which made so many Packer fans mad. Yeah, but. I mean, hey, it was one of his best years. But maybe the funniest one is um, Donovan McNabb is the greatest number five ever. I, I, I Donovan mean, was awesome he for was, Philadelphia. I, you see, I'm just, I'm just that Donovan McNabb year in Minnesota. Just it was so bad, but that was not representative of who he. He made four straight NFC Championship games. Yeah, I, I know the Eagles were good. I remember Donovan McNabb. It's just. Let's I feel see. like there's a more deserving number five out there somewhere. I don't know. I can't think of one. Um, Who makes it for number one? Who's oh. the number one of number ones? Uh, do you want a hint? Do you want a hint? It'll, once I give you the hint, it should be okay, easy. Okay, go for it. Uh, played for the Oilers. Oh, McNair? No, but great. No. no McNair, McNair was, was number nine. nine. He was number I nine. Think. Warren Moon. Warren Moon, of course. Really? Is, is, the, uh, is the greatest number one. Name another one. Name uh, another. Cam Newton. Get bent. <laughs> uh, was it was Gary Anderson number one or number three? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Any others? Any others that are worth noting? Um, who was double zero? Um, Jay Otto. Oh, like uh, was he a Browns guy? Let's see. Um, Jim Otto. No, he was with the Raiders. The Raiders. Jim Otto was his name. I'm thinking like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea who that guy is. I'm, I've never heard of him. Now you, in my entire life, does it, was he wearing a leather head when in the picture? Yeah, could have very well been. Um, some of these are like shockingly recent. Also, yeah, you know, like uh, number fifty nine is Luke Keekley. That you know, I would give it to him. There's not many fifty nines out I, there. Yeah, I can't think of. How about is ninety nine? Is that got? That's got to be Aaron Donald, right? It is Aaron Donald. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's a great list. So anyway, six Vikings on the uh, on the list, which I think is pretty cool. Fitting that we did numbers today, considering it was Twins Tuesday. It is Twins Tuesday. Um, I prepared almost nothing for the number twenty-one. 
But that's the number we're on today. Nine plus ten. Nine plus ten. Twenty. Uh, uh, it's a it's an internet joke. I do know how to do math. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most recent number twenty one for the twins is Duffy. Tyler Duffy. That's exactly right. Who wore it just prior to Tyler Duffy? Um, because he just changed it like in the last few years. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It was twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Was it Castro? It was Jason Castro. That's exactly correct. Okay. Um, Darren Mastroianni wore it in 2016. The man, the myth, the legend. There's some great names on here that uh, that when you Delman Young was 21. They'll just harken. Sam Deduno wore it 2012 to 2014. I remember Sam well. Deduno. Yeah. Uh, uh, Delman Young wore it for a few years. Matt Garza before that. Ruben Sierra, of course, wore it in 2006. Jason Tyner. In 05, Brett Boone in 05 as well. Remember when Brett Boone played for the Twins? No. Do you remember Henry Blanco? No. I loved Henry Blanco. Um, Eric Milton. No hitter, Eric Milton. Oh, yeah. Uh, wore the uh, great number 21. And then we go way, I mean, we're going way, way back. At, according to, um, well, I should see, are there any other, like, famed number 21s that are that are worth mentioning? Uh, Tom T. Hall wore it. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's not the same Tom Hall. I was gonna. I was gonna oh, say like, do you want me to cue up one of his songs here? Jim Cott wore it. Oh yeah, that's right. He did briefly wear 21. 59 and 60. Uh, the greatest number 21 in football, by the way, was Deion Sanders. In case you care. That I mean, that's fitting. Yeah. And then Walt Tauscher wore it in 1931. Okay. Elmer Klump wore it in 1934. <laughs> Elmer Klump. Elmer Klump. That sounds like the name of, like, uh, the kid with glasses on, like, a stereotypical, yes. like, 60s movie. <laughs> Say, I'm looking at my clock here. I've got six minutes. Six minutes? So let's do this. We are at the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Yep. It's tonight at 7. There's two twins taking part. Byron Buxton's going to start in center field. Byron Luisa Rise comes off the bench. And let's do a little twins breakdown of the first half. All right. I'm let's gonna throw go some it. players at you. Okay. And let's just give you like a first half breakdown assessment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we'll start with Byron Buxton. The man, the myth, the legend. Byron, first year of that, what was it, eight year, ten year contract. Uh very incentive based. He could hit a lot of them if he made the all star game, if he played a certain amount of games, hit a certain amount of home runs, and he's been doing a lot of that this year. I think Byron Buxton's the team MVP. The average, I know you said it before Corey it's not quite where maybe it should be for an all-star no it's 218 but it's he makes up for it if if you look at his on base plus slugging and you compare it to Luisa Rice who leads the league in batting it's actually the same so it's not quite where you want it to be but like it it makes up for it it kind of mm-hmm. ebbs and flows uh Buxton is on pace for like 120 some games played this season mm-hmm. which would be a career high he's never played more than 100 games in a season and if he does that I mean he's Aaron Judge is having a monster season, and he plays for New York, so there's a good chance he wins the MVP. But Buxton will get some votes by the end of the season if he continues this pace. Byron Buxton, let's go. Luis Arise. Luis Arise, uh, best pure hitter in baseball. Uh, leads the, like, in just, just he's a hitter. He knows what to do with the ball. He doesn't try and drive it. He just puts it where it needs to go. He's the best pure hitter in baseball. He's a spiritual successor, in my opinion, to Joe Maurer. Like, it, like, 
Joe Maurer retired in 2018 and was immediately followed by Luis Arise, who fits that nicely of he'll be in the top three part of your batting order. He works the count. He's got a good eye, and he just knows how to hit the baseball. Uh, Luis Arise. Jorge Polanco. Most underrated twin, I think. He's... Uh, he's only makes five or six million and he's worth every single penny. Uh, he's just nicely consistent. He's, he made the injured list the first time this season for the first time in his career. Otherwise, he's been healthy consistently and just always been in the lineup. He, you know, he won't hit 30 home runs, but he'll hit 20 some. He'll have a decent enough average. Jorge Polanco, awesome. Jose Miranda. Miranda, he's a big leaguer. I think he proved that in the last couple months. His first few weeks were shaky. Uh, he had to get sent back down to St. Paul for like one day until Royce Lewis re-injured his knee. Uh, so, and ever since that call up, he had a little bit of a fire under him and everything just kind of started to click. So Miranda, he's a big league hitter. Uh, if the twins don't use him as a trade piece, uh, at the trade deadline or in the offseason, he could be a nice little first baseman slash third baseman, uh, for this team for years to come. He's got a nice little swing. Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan, a nice, uh, step. With his first full MLB season, uh, no complaints. He still has a ways to grow, but uh, I, I really like what I've seen out of him. The former Yankees, uh, Urshela and Sanchez. They've been fine. I mean, Gio Urshela's been fine. He's provided some flashy plays on defense. As a hitter, he's kind of a liability, but you know every team needs a hitter to put in the bottom of their order. Uh, Gary Sanchez has been fine. He's a little streaky, but he's all right. Now we're going to get to see now that uh, Ryan Jeffers is out. He's going to get a lot of at-bats. He's going to get a lot of time behind the plate, and he's not that strong of a defensive catcher. We'll see if that impacts the Twins in the second half of the season. Miguel Sano. Ooh, this is last season in Minnesota. I've said that. There's no way he gets traded at the deadline. No team is trading for him. It's not worth trying to get, wasting time and energy to get rid of him. He could still bring some value. He's mashing AAA pitching right now. I know he's a streaky hitter and I know you got to deal with the strikeouts, but I think there's a role for him on this team if he can come up and at least contribute a couple games a week. What player did I miss that you think is worth mentioning? I think we basically have hit on all of the, the key points. Uh, one thing I will say is that uh, Alex Kirilov, uh, ever since coming back from that wrist uh, injury uh, over the last month, he's been crushing the ball. He's been taking good at-bats, a good swing. I know we talked, do the Twins trade Miranda? Do they trade Larnick? Kind of what's a big league player that they might have to trade to get a big pitcher? Alex Kirilov is untouchable. He's going to be a really, really good hitter for years to come. Okay, the team, 94 games into it. Uh, there, are, it's an alright start. I think if you would say, at the, if we would have told each other at the beginning of the season, like in early April, hey, past the all-star break, the twins have 50 wins and they're two games ahead of everybody else in the division. I think you would take that hands down. Now, the Twins definitely left a lot of wins on the table. They're only on pace for like 86 wins or something like that. Correct. They're going to need to have a better second half of the season to win the division because Chicago's heating up and Cleveland always just kind of hangs around. So the Twins are going to need to reload a little bit and they're going to need to fix some things. But, I mean, I'll take it. There's some things I don't like, but I'll take it. All right, I will end with this. You can just take it away. All right. I will leave you with what's next for the Twins. What do they need to do before the trade deadline? What does the rest of the season look like? It's all yours. All right, well, what the Twins need to figure out is they need to figure out how they're going to handle catching. 
Because Ryan Jeffers, uh, I know his hitting is kind of streaky at the plate. He's he's underratedly fine, but if you look at the bare numbers, you can kind of be frustrated with him. Ryan Jeffers is a great defensive catcher. He calls a great game. He's great at uh, framing pitches, kind of fooling the umpires into making close balls turn into strikes. He's great at that. Gary Sanchez, not so much. So with an extended time, Jeffers is going to be out for two months, roughly. Uh, that's not great because that means he'll be back mid-September uh, at best. Uh, so catching is going to have to be something the Twins need to figure out. They don't have any real prospects who could replace and kind of fill that production void. You might need to trade for one. Uh, that's something that the Twins probably didn't foresee and are going to have to use some capital on that. But more importantly, they need to figure out pitching. The pitching uh, at the end of... Uh, at the end of May, was ranked about 7th in baseball, top 10 in terms of earned run average, how many runs they give up every 9 innings. Now they've gone all the way down to 15th uh, after the first half of the season. So they have to figure out what to do with pitching. I think the best way to do that is to get a high-volume starter. They can get a Sergio Romo. They can get just a guy for the bullpen. That's fine. But I think they need to figure out the starting rotation more than anything because those guys pitch a lot more innings and you're going to use them a lot more. Uh, I think the Twins need to just any kind of pitcher, uh, really, go after any kind of pitcher. The Twins desperately need pitching and impact pitching at that. All right. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, the 19th of July. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.